Thank you guys, sounded great. Let me just say again, welcome uh, to our Christmas Eve service here at Great Hills. We're delighted that you're here. I know um, it's such a sweet time, a special time of worship, singing songs that we're familiar with, and that one uh, maybe you're not as familiar with, but very, very powerful. We welcome you guys online as well. I know many of you are uh, watching us throughout uh, the United States, and we're just delighted to have you join in with us, participate uh, with us, some of you would normally be here, but you're not feeling well, and uh, we just want you to know that we miss you, and uh, we, we, we're glad that you can join in with us uh, tonight. So a couple, of, well, it's last weekend, um, all my family, we got together and we drove up to uh, Dallas. My son, Bryant, is married to uh, Kendall, and uh, he is on staff at a church in the Plano area called Prestonwood Baptist Church. He is the junior high pastor uh, there and so he and his wife participated in what they call the gift of Christmas. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I really encourage you if you get a chance to go up to Dallas. It's like a Broadway uh, production. It is. It is so powerful. But Bryant warned us. He said, "Now I just got to let y'all know, uh, Kendall and I have been recruited to do some rather different things in this presentation of the gift of Christmas." And the place was. I mean, it was just packed. It was packed out. I think they did like thirteen showings and every night it, it was packed out. And I said, well, Brian, what, what do you mean you're doing a, a few things different? He said, well, for example, I'm going to start off as a dancing elf. And I was like, okay, I want to, I want to see that. And, and he wasn't kidding. Him and his wife were a bunch of dancing elves up there uh, on the stage. He goes, but that's not all. He said, if you, if you look for the penguins, I'm going to be one of the penguins as well. And the penguins did a dancing rendition. I couldn't believe it was a Baptist church. Somebody help me. I mean, they were dancing on the stage and he was just doing all those gyrations. And he says, but they've also recruited me to do one more thing. And this actually made me a little nervous. And I was like, well, really? You're going to do that from the, like the, from the top? The building is just humongous. It's huge. He said, yeah, Kendall and I both are going to repel down as reindeer. And I thought, okay. And sure enough, they did. And I was, I was so proud of them. And it and, and the, the front part of the gift of Christmas, it's, it's a lot like that. It's a lot of laughing and dancing and fun. And then they just go right into uh, the good news of the birth of the Savior. And they have the live camels and the sheep and the animals and just the royal entourage of the three kings coming. It was so good. But then at the end, Pastor Jack Graham got up and he shared something so profound that I had never seen it quite like this, and I, I enjoyed it so much, and I thought, well, I want to share it with our church. And it's the gospel. The gospel, and it was an acrostic. Y'all know what an acrostic is, where each letter of the word makes another word? It's the beginning or somewhere in the middle of it. And so tonight, um, my Christmas Eve message is called The Gospel, and it's based on Matthew 1.21. Matthew 1.21 is my primary text tonight. And I'm just going to share this message with you using this acrostic to present to you the Christmas story. And more than just the Christmas story, this is, well, it's the gospel. And she will bring forth a son. And you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The G stands for God loves you. That never gets old, doesn't it, hearing that, that God loves us. We know that God loves us because God created us. God um, sent his son, Jesus, to be the sacrifice for our sins. In fact, the most well-known verse in the Bible, and it's even making a comeback 
in the NFL. If y'all notice that John 3.16 is coming back, and I'm like, who are these precious souls? And there they are, right on TV. John 3.16 says, for God so what? Loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Aren't you glad? But that the world through him might be saved. That's the good news of Christmas. That's the good news of Easter. That's the good news of every day that God loves us and he sent his son Jesus to come. The O stands for our sins. If the good news is that God loves us, the bad news is that we're sinners and we need help. We're flawed. We're broken. We do things. We say things. We think things that we know are like, you boneheaded knucklehead, I shouldn't do that or say that. You say, well, why, why do I do that? Well, we're born sinners and we're actually pretty, pretty good at it. And God knows that and he still loved us and he still came to rescue us. A couple of verses you may not, you're familiar with one of them, I'm quite sure. But this one in Isaiah, it just beautifully portrays and just powerfully states the truth that your iniquities have separated you from God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. The Bible says in Romans 3, 23, for all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that is the truth. You see, that's why Jesus had to come because he had to go on a rescue mission to redeem us from our fallenness, our brokenness and our sinfulness. The S stands for sins, sins forgiven. And there's our verse again. She will bring forth a son. You'll call his name Jesus, for he will what? He will save us. That's why Jesus came. That's why he was miraculously born of the Virgin Mary. Sins forgiven. I'm so grateful that I can stand up here to you tonight and say, no, I'm not perfect, but I am forgiven. Can anybody relate to that? That you're not perfect, but, but you know that you are forgiven by God. And when God pronounces us with that divine pardon that I, I know you and yet I still love you and I cleanse you and I forgive you. Oh, no wonder they call that good news. That, that's not bad news. That is gospel good news. The P stands for paying the price. The price uh, had to be paid. Um, you know, when we violate the law, there are repercussions. There are for example, if you are going 85 in a 45 mile an hour uh, speeding zone, then you're in trouble. And those red lights and blue lights, it's not Christmas. They're coming for you, right? It's the police coming to say, well, you're in big trouble. And so you got you to gotta pay the fine or somebody has to pay the fine. There are repercussions for our transgressions. And boy, the best news I could share with you tonight is this verse. And it may not be as familiar to you, but it's one of my favorite and it really captures the essence of the gospel, of Christmas, of Good Friday, of Easter. And it says, for Christ suffered. He paid the price for our sins. The just, he is the just, for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. I don't want to read that too quick. And we're, we're conscious of your time. We want to make sure you get home, your Christmas Eve traditions with your family. But look at that. The just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. How does he bring us to the Father? He dies in the flesh, but he is raised to life by 
the Spirit. He pays the price. The E in gospel is everybody who believes can be forgiven. Isn't that good news? Doesn't matter what social status or what your ethnic background, your socioeconomic status, it, it does not matter. This is good news that everybody, oh, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever, whoever you are, whatever you've done, you can be forgiven. You can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And my favorite verse in all the Bible I've been the pastor here at Great Hills Baptist Church now for a little over 11 years. And if I've said this once, then those of you that are, uh, are regular here at Great Hills, you know I've said this a million times. My favorite verse, please somebody make sure this verse is spoken over in me, over my funeral and on my tombstone. My favorite verse in all the Bible. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Anybody? You will be saved. That is great, great news. When I was a sophomore at the University of Mobile in, in the state of Alabama, somebody shared this with me. I was baptized when I was like six years of age. I remembered very, very little of that. The only thing I remembered was my brother, he was getting baptized. I was like, well, I want to get baptized. I want him to have something that I didn't have. I mean, just typical <laughs> competition. So I was like, there you go, I got baptized. And so I go to college and a friend of mine's like, well, but do you have a relationship with the Lord? And I was like, no, I'm good, I've been baptized. You know, I went to church a lot. I mean, I went to church a lot, so I think I'm good. And then the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me, no, you're not good. Because baptism and church membership or doing good deeds does not earn your way into heaven. You have to have help, you have to have a savior. And so I remember January the 3rd, 1984, Mobile, Alabama, I yielded my life to the Lord as a sophomore at the University of Mobile. And I said, God, I give you my life. And this verse was the verse that I read in the Bible that night, that cold night in January in Mobile, Alabama. And then here's the good news. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everybody who believes. Are y'all tracking with me? How many letters do we have left? G-O-S-P-E, one more letter, right? L, anybody want to guess what that stands for? Love, that's a good guess. It is a four-letter word. Anybody want to guess again? Life, that's right. Life starts now. John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and kill and to destroy us. That's the devil, and he's, he's good at it. But Jesus contrast that with saying, but I've come, but I've come that you may have life and that you can have it in uh, abundance. I've got great news for you in this Christmas Eve service. You don't have to wait and die and go to heaven to have eternal life. Did you know that you could have an abundant, joy-filled life right here, right now, as you yield your life to Jesus Christ? Isn't that good news? One more verse I have for you. It's John 1, 12 says these words, but as many as received him, talking about Jesus, to them he gives the right to become children of God, even to those who believe on his name. So I want to offer you tonight an opportunity for you to receive Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. In fact, I've, I've, written, a, uh, I've written a prayer 
And we're going to put this prayer, I think we'll have it on the screen. If we don't have it on the screen, at least I can just read it out to you. And I put a lot of thought in this, and here's what the prayer says. And I hope that you'll pray it tonight. I hope many of you will for the very first time. And it goes like this. Dear God, thank you that you love me. That you love me so much that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross so that I could be forgiven of my sins. I believe in you. I believe that you died, arose from the dead. I accept you by faith and I turn from my sins to live for you. I am very sincere and I am very serious. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Isn't that a sweet prayer? Even if I did write it myself, that's, that's the gospel. That's the good news. And I, I just believe there'll be many of you tonight. You know, there are a lot of people. And as I've been pastoring now for 30-something years. I'm well into my 50s. And I look back over my life and I'm, and I'm convinced. There, <laughs> there would be a whole lot more people who would receive Jesus if you only ask them to. If you only gave them an opportunity to. And so I'm going to give you that opportunity uh, tonight. Here's what I'd like for you to do. Those of you that receive Christ as your Savior, I want you to uh, text the word, the name Jesus. All of us have phones, right? Text, and you say, well, maybe you're 8, 9, 10 years of age, and you prayed with Brother Danny, and you received Christ, and you're like, I don't have a phone. Maybe tomorrow, but no, I'm just kidding. Maybe not. But your parents have a phone, and I guarantee you they would be happy to loan you their phone. You text the word Jesus to this number, and I think the number will come up on the screen. Sorry, it's usually a short number, like five numerics, but I'm sorry, this is, this is the best we got. It's 888-404-3308. You say, now how does that work? Take your phone, pray to receive Christ with me tonight. Type the word Jesus to this number, 888 888- 404-3308. Can I pray with you? Would you bow your heads with me? Unless you're typing, I'm just going to say a little prayer. I want to thank God that you're here tonight. And I'm thanking the Lord. I believe many of you have received the greatest gift ever, and that is that God loves you. You're asking him tonight to forgive you of your sins and come into your heart. You say, well, Brother Dana, I don't remember that prayer you just just said. I just know that God spoke to me, and I, I want to give my life to Christ. Then do it. Just text the word Jesus to that number, and here's what we'll do. We'll follow up with you. We'll encourage you. In fact, I even have a gift for you tonight I'll share with you in just a moment. But, Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the sweet time of just singing praise to you. Thank you for the children, the opportunity to read the Christmas story. Thank you for Jeff, Lord, and leading us and our band and our team. Just a wonderful time of singing praise. But thank you, God, most of all for the gospel. Thank you, God, that you're not against us. Hallelujah, you're not against us, but you're actually for us. You love us, and you've given us the offer of divine forgiveness in part. And I just pray that everybody tonight receives it. I pray for my friends online. Those of you that are watching online, there are hundreds and hundreds. It's probably like a 1,000 people, literally watching our service online. And I'm praying for you that tonight you also would take your phone out 
give your life to Christ, text the word Jesus, what a sweet name, to that number, and we rejoice with you tonight as well. Father, thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Jeff's going to come. We're going to have another song. But before I, I let you go, I one, one more thing I want to share with you. If you did pray to receive Christ tonight, um, we have a gift for you. When you go through these doors, the, those doors right there in the center behind the uh, soundboard, uh, we have a, a book. Uh, it's a devotional book written by a friend of mine named Greg Mott, pastor at First Baptist Church of Houston. It's called Capture the Moment. And we want to offer you that. It's free. There's no charge for it. There's no, you don't even have to say anything. You just walk back there and just, just wave and just put your hand out and somebody will give you uh, one of those books. Now, you said, but what if I didn't receive Christ, but I want one of those books? Well, come Sunday. Come Sunday, we're going to put a lot of them out. We'll give you a copy, a free copy. That's a Christmas gift from our church uh, to you. Thank you for being here. This is so cool. We're going to sing Silent Night.